All right, you guys, welcome back to the honorable mention edition of the DGA2 podcast. We're paying homage to Dr. J's The Chronic. So what happened with The Chronic and not getting into the season was when we put when I put these uh, seasons together, there's just not enough room uh, for certain individuals. However, there's certain art pieces of art. Um, within hip-hop that have to get its due. So when I looked at Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg in the season, I decided to fit Snoop Dogg into the season and left out Dr. Dre, only because Dr. Dre is a producer uh, more so than an artist. So, however, this first major production in the time period of the shift between 1990 and 1994 was the masterpiece of The Chronic. Um, the Chronic is a masterful album, you guys. Uh, considered by most the greatest... 62 minutes and 52 seconds in hip-hop history depending upon who you ask um and i have brought in a couple of good buddies of mine to come in and have a conversation about the chronic i'm going to bring them in so you all can meet them real quick so uh first off we have my homeboy here in kansas city mr we fit sports himself tyrone is in the building and then I have Hello. a new guest that you all have not met yet, DJ Mr. Raji, representing the West Coast. And he's in here with us today also. So I'm going to bring in uh, both these gentlemen. Uh, Tyrone, was good? My homie, talk to the people, man. What's up? What's up? 2021, man. Yes, hey. sir. Happy New Year. Shout out to Happy you, homie. Pour them up for you one time. Raji, I need you to unmute yourself so the people can hear you, man. What's good, homie? Uh, all good, man. Over here on the West Coast, man. Just trying to keep it going, you know. Just keeping it pushing for this year. Yeah, living life, man. Hey, so for all that don't know DJ Raji, DJ Raji is a uh, um, has a uh, morning show called The Morning. I think it's called The Morning Mix. What's it called, Raji? Yeah, yeah, The Morning Coffee Mix. Uh. Morning Coffee Mix. Yeah. So uh, he does he does he spins the ones and twos every Monday through Friday. If you guys are on Twitch, so we'll make sure I plug in all his stuff at the end of this. Uh, so you guys can check out DJ Raji. He's doing his thing, man. He has a whole like uh, community of DJs that he's working with. And of course, uh, Tyrone and his wife Ashton have a podcast called It's Necessary. And I'm going to talk about that last episode that they just put out. If y'all are already not fans, you need to because this brother and his wife are doing it. They are killing the game. Uh, so mass shout out to Mr. and Mrs. We Fit Sports. And shout out to Ashton for launching that website. So shout out to you, Ma. And this is for, for all the homies. And everybody that's doing their thing, man. Positivity of the mind. Shout out to you guys, man. So I'll pour one up for y'all. But we're going to talk about Dr. Dre's The Chronic. So I'm going to run down some credits here real quick. So Dr. Dre's The Chronic released on December 15th of 1992. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the chronic, uh, <laughs> the word or the phrase the chronic uh, basically means high-grade uh, marijuana or marijuana or weed. Mary Jane, whatever you call it from wherever you're from. But when I was growing up, it was called Reefer. When I was growing up, but that's what we called it. Uh, and then if you look at the album cover, uh, it's a depiction of zigzag. So if you all know about zigzags, the rolling paper to roll up your weed or whatever you have, uh, Dr. Dre took that image and put himself on there. And that's where the album cover comes from. So it was three times platinum, nominated for two Grammy Awards. It got one Grammy uh, award win for the song Let Me Ride, which I think won for Best Rap Solo Performers or something like that. Uh, the Chronic is also a five-mic album, which means a certified classic from The Source magazine. But there's some controversy about that. I'm going to talk about that towards the end of this podcast so you guys have a little bit of context of the... It kind of started the East and West, East and West Coast beef before Biggie and Pac got even uh, made it popular. So I'll talk about the, the, the premise of that at the end of this. 
And then the last thing I want to mention is in 2020, The Chronic was inducted into Library of Congress for its cultural and historical significance to music. So that is something else uh, that's a huge thing in uh, its contributions to music. Uh, lots of hits off The Chronic. You know, we all know about nothing but a G thing, Dre Day, <laughs> Let Me Ride, uh, Little Ghetto Boy. Uh, what was it? Uh, Another one I like is in the beginning of it. Uh, I can't. I can't think of the name of. I, I got F the, with Dre I, Day. Oh, Dre Day F is on there, F but F I'm trying to think. There's something, there's something else I like too. I think it was uh, lyrical gangbang. I like that yeah. one. The day uh, the it, niggas took over. Yeah, the day the niggas took over. Yeah, man. Bitches like, ain't it, shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty pretty much the whole album, right? Let's just let's just keep it real. Like pretty much the whole album is a classic. But before we get started, Rod G, I'm gonna need you to introduce yourself one more time to the audience and. When and how did you fall in love with hip-hop? Yeah, man, what up, man? This is uh, Rod G, man. I go by OG Rod G on Twitch. Uh, man, I've been listening to hip-hop since I could breakdance, man. Beat Street, you know, um, Wild Style, uh, Crush Groove, right? Like, these are all the, these are all the, my my uh, references to the history of hip-hop and growing up to it, right? These are the things that I watched growing up as a, as a kid. And um, I could remember watching somebody in elementary he must have been in high school man this guy did the moonwalk across like 10 school benches and it looked so flawless i was like wow i got looks like he's floating and i was like what is that and so i found out that was breakdancing and then from that i found out there was rap music or hip-hop music right and so i started listening to to hip-hop in that way but the moment i actually said man hip-hop is my life i want whatever it is i want to be part of it was when I heard the record by Gangstar called Manifest. Mm, mm. Right. When I heard that album and I heard the guru's voice and the production by Premiere and then the words and the meaning behind the song about, you know, the words that I manifest, right? Like it was so powerful to me. I was just like, man, like there's there's something great about this. And so for me, it, it was that moment that really said, you know what? What I want to be involved with hip hop. I don't know how, whether I want to be a rapper or something, right? But I got to be part of it somehow. Yeah, that's dope, man. Uh, shout out to Guru, rest in peace, DJ Premier, uh, a, a exceptional producer who we talked about in the Gangstar episode, which kicked off the season. Which ironically, you bring it up. That's how we're closing the season, right? That's how crazy how the, the circle of life happens, man. Like it's so bug how you're bringing it up right now. But uh, so thank you, Raji, spending time with us. And Raji, I think there's somebody uh, at your at your door. Maybe you got somebody at your door, or something like that, at your house. Someone at my door? Yeah, somebody at your door. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> you know you, you know who it is, man? I thought it was somebody at your door, man. You sure? Um, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, it's these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to get them. Had to get them. Hey, that song these... epic, man. That song was epic. These nuts, baby. Yo, yo man. That's all that, about the chronic, man. The chronic is that's where that whole phrase comes from. You know what I mean? I remember bugging out with that when I was little. I think me and Rod G in the same age bracket. And I remember uh saying that phrase like when it came out to all my homeboys. It was like an inside joke, man. So Rod G, I had to get you home, but I had to get you, man. No, you know what though? To be real, man, like so th these nuts, not just for our generation, but growing up as a kid, my dad playing like Richard Pryor records, Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite, that whole chestnut. 
thing is that Dre put in this album. It's, it's that's that's these nuts. That's, that's the sound you know, bites in there. Yes, sir. Those sound bites. And so when he when I heard that in the chronic, I was like, oh wow, he, he just brought me back from my childhood because you don't hear that anywhere else. I didn't hear that in any other records. No, but he brought he brought back a piece of my history growing up as a kid with my father and him yeah, uh, listening man. to that at home. And when I heard that, man, I fell out laughing like, oh. <laughs> Yo, know, I, I, I had to come with it one time, man, because when you when you hear, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg talking about it and there's actually I think there's an actual song or a skit called These Nuts. That's on the actual album itself, man. So yep. they just bucking out having fun, man. But uh, let's start the conversation, gentlemen. So once again, thank you both for coming on and ending out season two with me, man. Like this has been a great ride. Uh, 16 weeks in a row of podcasting episodes and culminating event is Dr. Dre's Chronic. Uh, so I could not have done this by myself. So shout out to everybody that I mentioned last week in the season finale. Uh, but we got one more album to talk about, and that's The Chronic. And which brings me to my first question. I'm going to pass the mic over to Tyrone first. My good homeboy, Mr. We Fit Sports in the building. Uh, Tyrone, we're talking about the, the Chronic album. And what do you think the importance of it is to hip-hop? <clears throat> I think it's really important, man, because I think on The Chronic, he... He exemplified to basically speak your mind, bro, and don't worry about what people got to say. And in one of his songs, he said, you brought the smoke to me, so I, it's only right I bring it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like he, he made it okay for you to speak up for yourself and stand up for yourself because in 92, you got to think, it was, it was a lot going on. And a lot of people wasn't speaking out, but he, in this album right here, he made it cool to speak your mind and, and stand on what you say. So... This album definitely, and especially in um, where he was talking about what the day the niggas took over, like, bro, that's 2020, bro. Like, I lit. That's 2020. Like, it's yeah. it's full circle. Yeah. So I mean, he, he was. You could already tell he was ahead of his time, bro. Because even when I was younger, these nuts was still, you know. So he, he made it cool to perfect your craft, but have fun in it and stand on what you say. So it's, it, it it hit hard. Yeah, definitely, man. What I would also say was so so the chronic came out in late '92. You know, if you think about when it was produced, you know, we had the LA riots. It was so many things that was going on in '92. But out of all of that chaoticness, this beautiful piece of art, the chronic, came like like out of the nowhere. You know, it started out with nothing but a G thing. So when you hear that for the first time, you know the uh, and this is gonna go to you, Rod G. When you hear a G thing for the first time, you're like, whoa! It almost like stops in your tracks. Like, what is this? Like, this is so funky. Not funky, but <laughs> funky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just it just hits you, man. So, Rod G, what do you what do you what do you think about that, brother? Like, when you what do you think about significances to the chronic uh, to well, hip hop? Well, look, I'm gonna piggyback off of you know the day we took over, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna reference it that way, right? Um, man. First of all, yeah, the, the nothing but a G thing, the, the that Leon sample, yeah. crazy, right? Like it was just one of those things. But when I first heard it, I was like, wow, like I live in LA. We live those LA riots. And this was a reminder of like, you know, this is a pretty much his freshman album, you could say as a solo artist, right? right. So when right. he came out with that and was like, I was like, wow, he's really saying, fuck everybody. Yeah. I'm I'm tell you, I'm gonna tell you how it is. And if we take over this, guess what's gonna happen, right? So I, I, I was listening to it, you know, I was like, wow, that's, man, that's that's real. Like, I love it. Like, you know, but what was more powerful, though, was the song ends and goes right into nothing but a G thing. Mm -hmm. And it, what it did is it reminded us, man, this is just what it is, man. You know, this is how this is how it is. We're just going to barbecue, drink and have fun. And 
and enjoy the summer. That that's kind of how the song played out for me. Summertime, yeah. nothing but a jeep thing came out, and got, man, we were like, you know what? <laughs> All good, man. You know, and, and and to be that's how the album came off because the way the chronic starts off, it starts off with a bunch of fuck yous and this and that and dissing yeah. Tim Dog and Whoopty Woo, right? Yeah, it started off like that. Three, four songs later. We're at a nothing but a G thing. And you know what? We're just like, you know, this is what it is. These nuts and this, it just became more fun. Right. Yep. So for, for me, that significance was like, it, it was, it was able, it was able to take down the anger and the hatred and, and be mad and just say, you know what? You're right. It ain't anything but a G thing. Yeah. That's man. it. Yeah, That's man. how I took it. Being from yeah. the West Coast, being from LA. Yeah. I feel you, man. It was bringing to my next point. You know, how was, what was the significance? of that album for the West Coast. Now, mind you, I'm, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm from the South, so I didn't know, uh, all I, you know, back in the day, all I had was MTV and, and, and radio. So I didn't live in LA when it, and when it dropped. So what was it like? You know what I mean? What was it like for you, Raji, when you were growing up and this album drops? You know what I mean? What, what was the West Coast reaction to this? I was like, thank you, man. Like, I was like, thank you. A major label was, you know, was like, we're gonna put this out. And it felt like, Put it out how you want to put it out as opposed to like we're gonna tell you how to put it out it felt like this is your you know what you do what you got to do your dr dre put it out how you want to put it out so that's how it felt so for me being from la it painted a picture of exactly how it was for us at the time you know with the lowriders and the barbecues and going to the park and you know that park is a place i've actually gone and had a barbecue at like you know like it, it's it was real for me it was like refreshing but i think to be honest the other part of it that was really really important was the introduction of Snoop yeah. because this really kind of was like a Snoop Dogg album, yeah. even though it was Dr. Dre's freshman album. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been the same without Snoop because oh, yeah. without Snoop, you probably wouldn't have had Nate. You probably wouldn't have had the dog pound. You wouldn't have had all these other artists that made this album what it is that right. they did. What Motown did is they put everybody in the same room and whatever sounded the best, everyone collectively said, man, that, that's the one, that's the one, that's the one. That's what yeah. Motown did back in the days. A bunch of musicians got together and made a great album. That's why music was so good. So that's the reason why the chronic I think was so good, and so for Dr. Dre to come out and start saying, you know what, I'm gonna put my dues on Snoop Dogg and all these other people, I was already waiting for Snoop to come out because of Deep Cover. Yeah, I'm like, yo, we got an LA cat coming out who just got recognized in the source, which is always from that point before that was all East Coast artists, and this is right. Snoop, the very first artist on the source. This is our hip hop Bible, basically. Bible. Yes, right, yes, right. yes. Absolutely. To say, yo, this dude here, Mr. Snoop Eastwood, and you know, <laughs> yo, I was like, yo, man, I can't wait for Snoop to come out with his album, and he and instead Dre came out with Snoop. Right. right. So that was the real right. introduction, man. And man, he, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't even sprinkled, man. It was it was his yeah. album. Yeah. <laughs> he was in the album. Yeah. You but, know. But to, to your to your to your point, the, the you know, phone. when I when I did the Snoop Dogg episode, so shout out to Johnny TGV and Nick Gibbs when we did Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg to me um, is the most anticipated MC to ever come out in hip hop. Yeah. Like, there was so much buzz about Snoop and didn't even drop an album yet. So 90 <laughs> till 94, man. Like, I mean, well, late 93, my bad. It was late. It was November 93 when his album dropped. But he did deep cover. He pretty much wrote like all the lyrics or ghost writ all the lyrics on the chronic. So he had a huge influence. But to your point, man, the brother didn't even drop an album and, and everybody in the world knew who Snoop Dogg was, man. Like everybody, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and then, then to your point, you know, and it was the spark of Death Row Records wouldn't be where they were for one for the chronic. Like the chronic was like the the tipping, the starting point for everything that happened afterwards. I mean, RBX, Lady of Rage, the Dog Pound you mentioned. Um, Jewel, DLC, I mean, you know what I mean? all of like, 
Yeah, all the all the great e, the East Siders and even later on, right? The East Siders. Yep, like, yep, no doubt, no doubt, man, so, no so doubt. The, no even doubt, though man. NWA set set the set the pathway, right? But the Chronic actually opened up the doors for what is the West Coast sound, the G Funk yeah. era, right? Yeah, all G Funk. Warren G yeah. produced majority, I would say, of this album, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that sound is what pretty much said this. This is the West Coast sound that funk. Fire. Yeah. Right. So yeah, this man. is the album that actually birthed that, even though like you had EPMD and people like that, that were doing that funk sound. This is the one where people were like, yo, and then we got an MC like Snoop. That's that's crushing it on the source. Man, that's, that's when you knew like, OK, this is it. Yeah. The West has arrived. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I agree. So which brings me to another point. So when we're talking about um, the Chronic album, you know, I listened to it a lot this past week and it brought back a lot of good memories. But if you listen to it closely, and this is going to be for you, uh, my homeboy Tyrone. Um, when you listen to it closely, there's a lot of hidden messaging in there as well, too. So I want to get your opinion about that, especially for on Snoop and Drake when they're talking about the, the song Little Ghetto Boy. Um, and when I heard that song, Tyrone, I thought about you. I don't know why, but I thought about, you know, I think this is something that Tyrone could probably relate to in his life, like being the little ghetto boy and going through the hood and seeing everything around him happen. So what do you think about the, the hidden messages within the album, Tyrone? It was it's one of them ones where I think we all can relate. Like you can be in the midst of all that craziness. It's just like what DJ Ron said, like, look. Even though we in the midst of, I'm gonna give you all this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back it up with this. It's gonna be all right. Ain't nothing but a G thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, every day you you in the midst of it, but you you got you have to keep that mind frame. Like, hey, yes, I'm here, but you gotta know how to move. You gotta know what to do. You gotta know who to hang with. You gotta know who to go to for problems. And a lot of people go to the wrong people. And that's like in this album, he even he even drops back and, and tells people like, look, if you don't like me, that's OK. You don't have to like me, but you got to respect. Me. Yeah. And I think you and it's coming from the West Coast. You have to have that attitude. Like, you know what I'm saying? The hidden message in this is you can still perfect your craft, but you can also have fun. You know what I mean? A lot of people try to go by the book so much and you're trying to be like the whole industry. And Dre said, no, nah, I'm going to drop how I want, when I want, and put what I want on here. So these nuts, and y'all run with it and take it how you want to take it. <laughs> so Yeah, man. Fire, yeah, that, that's, man. Yeah, that, that's, that's spot on, man. Like, I, I just know why, like, when I was listening to that this week, even today, I heard, I ran it back one more time. I was like, man, yo, this, this reminds me of Tyrone. Like, I could just, not saying that you would be in that predicament, T, but I'm just thinking, like, man, like, I could just imagine, you know, you living in uh, your, when we've had conversations, you know, man to man about your circumstances coming up and, you know, the way I grew up in Atlanta. And it don't matter, man. To me, all ghettos are the same. They just feel a little exactly. bit different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ain't nobody one ghetto was worse than the other or, you know, what I mean, like to me, it's, it's all that kind of same tale. But I, I like the way that Snoop delivered the message on there, talking to his homeboy in jail. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. It's perfection. It really is hip hop perfection, but it also goes back to what you mentioned, Rod G. Uh, Snoop's his pen game was oh man, and the brother could freestyle. Oh my god, the brother could freestyle like man, like freestyle was a lost art, and this brother pretty much freestyled half or, or not more than half most of Doggy Style, uh, which came out a year after. So that's gonna bring me to my last question. This is gonna be a toughie, you guys. So uh, I put out a poll question this week about doggy style versus the chronic so the question goes uh the chronic is greater than doggy style true or false so raji 
True or false? The Chronic is greater than Doggy Style. Wow, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> just because since the Chronic was such a staple, you know, uh, such a trend-setting album, it meant so much for the West Coast and, and bringing out, you know, that feel of what of what the West Coast was because all those hidden messages and the language and all that stuff was all the street mentality in LA, you know, in the like in the little ghetto, right? Okay. That that was a menta- all all that messaging was from out here, so it was a voice that let the world know that we're we're cool, we're, we like having fun, you know, even though we're living through all of this, right? So it's it was very very important that way. But man, when Snoop came out. <laughs> When he came out with that, yo, it was like, it was like the chronic with all the barbecue seasoning and the barbecue sauce <laughs> on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they just added everything to it, man. Like, it was just, all right, Snoop was the first one out the gate. You know what? Everyone pitch in. We're going we gonna to make this the greatest album in history. And, man, to this day. To this day, it knocks, man. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody can touch Snoop on that album. The fresh when you talk about freshman albums, I think about that album. Yeah. And I think about Illmatic. Yeah. Yeah. Freshman I, albums. I, I completely agree, man. I completely agree. But um, yeah, I, and I, and you know what? No, make it so bugged up, Raji is like whichever one you choose, Dre's still winning because he produced them both, right? So it don't really matter which one you pick. Dre's still winning. Uh, but you know, T, I want to get your opinion about this as well, too, my brother. So uh, the question again is: the Chronic is greater than Doggy Style, true or false? Which side of the coin are you on? I mean, I mean, it's just like what you said, bro. Either way, they both winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be neutral, man. For, for me to answer that, bro, I'm not worthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Dre made Snoop fire, and, and Snoop made Dre fire, bro. Yeah. So it was like one of them ones. Like, yeah. it's a, it's a two deal package. When you speak Snoop name, you're gonna say something about Dre, and that was just vice versa, bro. So they yeah. both made each other, and they pushed each other to be the top of the pinnacle. In the industry, man. Yeah, it's a I agree. That's, that's a bold statement for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, my pick was Doggy Style, and here's the reason why, though, because if you if you were to, I, you know, like I mind you, you know, leading up to the week, you know, getting ready for the show and everything, I'm listening to Chronic the entire week. But there, I, I kind of feel, and I don't know about how you feel about this, Raji. I feel like it kind of tapers off at the second or the back half of the album a little bit. Doggy Style is one of those where it's. For me, front to back, banger after banger. No, I agree. I, I agree. The chronic, we we're so invested in the way it started for yeah. sure, and then he goes into like the twenty dollars sack pyramid, right? Yeah. Start doing skits. Yeah, and start doing the skits. I mean, the skits are cool, but I'm, but I'm talking about like musicality wise, sonically. Like, I feel like it kind of tapers off. Whereas doggy style is, dude. It's, it's I think it's, what it, I think what it was is that you know. I think there was a lot of songs that were shelved, right? Or redone. Yeah. Like Rat a Tat Tat was one of them, I think, right? right? And all that. Right. So I think the, the they knew what the first half of the album was gonna be from what it sounds like. It sounded like the first album, look, these are these these are all the album cuts and they and they top loaded it, right? Right. And right. the second half of the album, I felt like it was, are we gonna put this song or that one? Are we gonna redo this beat? Or you know, so it was yeah. probably more of that as opposed to Snoop's album, it was just out the gate, everything. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because because the, the what you have to remember is 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 Dre wasn't really a writer like that. Yeah. Right. So for you to write banger after banger after banger and not be a writer is a little bit more difficult than it is for someone like Snoop who is a writer. Right. Because he can write hit after hit after hit after hit, 
and the production is going to be there no matter what because Dre's yeah. production is solid all the way through, right? All the way, yep. yep. So when the writing is immaculate and you put that on top of all those fire beats, it's going to be automatic that that album's going to be better. And that's probably why, you know, you, probably Dre ran out of things to say. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I feel you, man. And the reason why I bring this up, gentlemen, is because when we're talking about classic albums and hip hop, you know, you got... You're not, you know, uh, well, well, to your point, Raji, you know, I'm, I was a huge fan, still am a huge fan of the Source magazine. The Source magazine was my Bible. Mm -hmm. um, so the Source magazine has given out 45 albums uh, with the, the coveted five mic title. However, when The Chronic came out and Doggy Style came out, they did not get five mics, but Illmatic got five mics. So that is why the East and West Coast controversy started with that, because the West Coast was pissed off that they just made this immaculate album, Doggy Style, they did not get five mics. But here comes Nas right out the gate. He's from the East Coast. He gets a five mic rating and we don't. So that's kind of where like the seed was planted. And then, of yeah. course, you know, that's kind of where the seed was planted, where uh, you know, Big and Pot got into it, but that was where the seed kind of started. They, they felt highly disrespected that here they made these classic albums, they made sold all these Snoop Dogg sold 11 million albums, and they were like, "Yo, we don't get, we don't get no respect. Y'all not giving us five mics, a classic rating where Nas gets five mics, and he from the East yeah. Coast. Like that's kind of where it all starts, man. So, um, and I'm bringing yeah. it because, uh, you know, of course, to me, you know, my personal opinion, I think the greatest album of all of hip hop is Illmatic. But Doggy Style's up there in the top five. Uh, the Chronic will be up there in the top ten. I mean, there's excellent albums out there, but uh, like yeah. I said, that's my personal opinion. But I no, but that, you're absolutely right, though. And I seen that post, man. Yeah. Um, and the the one, I mean, the major reason why the Ill, Illmatic is the, probably the best hip hop album of all time is because he had all the best producers the in the game. Yes, yes. He had all the best producers in the game, and he's one of the best writers in the game. Yeah. So when you when you go in there and, and you're going premiere, give me your best beat. Uh, Large Pro, give me your best beat. Like when, you, when you're going to the top dudes and getting their best beat and then putting the bars on top of it. I mean, there's no there's no denying it. Snoop didn't have that many producers to yeah. help him out with that. Yeah, but I think he had the producer. I think. No, absolutely. Like, at, absolutely. At that time, at that time in hip hop, like we're talking about 92, 93 maybe even half a 94 that was all ruled by the west coast I, I need everybody to understand this man like if you grew up in, in any time during that era all you heard was snoop dogg dre the dog Pond. they ruled hip-hop of course 1992 to mid 94 because they had the sound they owned the sound yes you know and ma matter of fact to your point rod g warren g dropped regulate during that time too which is another dope ass album like right. they ruled the west coast ruled those that time period in hip-hop and and I and I and I can see how that felt some type of way or disrespect. Like here we are dropping a classic, uh, if not just as good as Illmatic. But why why does Illmatic get five mics? Why because he's from the from the East Coast? Like they, it was a, it was like that. It was like I said a small yeah. seed that was planted, and then of course you know what ended up happening what happened. And we know the story between the East and West Coast beat. But I, I wanted to bring that up as a controversy. And then they went back. So what did the source do, Raji? They went back, right? They went back in time retroactively in 2000. And they started giving albums five mics. They started giving yeah. albums five mics. Well, why didn't you give them five mics when the first came out? You knew they had a classic on your hands. Just give it to them. So yeah, that's that. That's a huge conversation because the the media is always plays a huge part. Even though the source was written by a lot of us, but there was still a lot of you know white you know writers and that were writing for the source and yeah. you know a, a lot of credible people you know from the Ryan's Fords to the uh, Soren Bakers to the to the different people that were writing for all these different uh, magazines 
the fact is, is that the East Coast always had an upper hand just because, you know, people say that's where it was born. I argue that because we had a lot of hip hop out in the West Coast way before, like a too short. That's true. Right. That's true. Early 80s. Right. Like yeah. we had a, we had music out here. It just wasn't as popular because radio and these magazines were all coming out the East Coast and yeah. they were putting that up on the map because that's what they knew. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, that's why when you go to the source and these hip hop quotables are all from the East Coast, except for Snoop in 93. And then I believe Cube right after that, and then it went right back to the East Coast. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be lopsided. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. T, what you think about that, man? Like, I know um, it might be a little bit before you, but that's all right. You still have an opinion. Your voice still needs to be heard, my dude. Your voice still needs to be heard. So, I bring this up because, um, you know, we're talking about classic albums, and, you know, that is kind of like, you know, the, uh, the, the straw that kind of started everything with the East and West Coast beef. But not asking you to, to choose sides, but, what is your take on this, man? Like, this is like, we're talking about like uh, the start of the entire East-West controversy is with those, and it's all about music. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, just, I just didn't understand it, dude. But um, imagine if those writers would have kept it real and gave credit where credit was supposed to do, our history would be totally different. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just because a writer hated on somebody, you know, the East Coast writer probably like, okay, we got a new guy coming out, probably caught wind of it. Her, you know, because that the West was ruling at that time. Yeah. So you never know. It could be deeper where they're like, we got to get the the focus back over here. So mm -hmm. let's drop this. Then Nas dropped right after. Yeah. And then it got hot. You know what I mean? So then the fact, like y'all said, they the source goes back and try to give credit with credit, but it's too late now. It's too late. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that one thing, like, and that's that lets us know that music is bigger than we ever know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Music yeah. has a bigger impact in our communities than we know. Like, oh, and no I don't think some of those writers knew that back then. No question, Rob. But you, but you, but you have to remember too, man. Like during that time that that the West Coast was running game, the, the East Coast had Daz effects with Fushnikins, yeah. you know, Gangstar. Rest, you had like a rest of development. There was a sound that was, you know, not the typical. You know, Nas type sound, even right. though that was out, but right. it was more of that party vibe, right? More yeah. of that, you know, party vibe sound. And it wasn't as pen, uh, much of a penmanship game as it was earlier on, right? Well, that's true. That's true. I, I would definitely agree. I think Nas, Nas to me, <laughs> so people get pissed off when I say that Illmatic saved New York hip hop because that's what I truly believe. Okay? You know what I mean? Because to me, if, if it wasn't for Illmatic, the West Coast would have been ruling for years and years and years. Not to say there was a, a war against each other, but unless Illmatic comes out, I think there would have been a different, the East Coast would have had to find someone as like the the savior of the sound or the, uh, or the you know, the savior for, for East Coast hip hop. And if not Nas, it would have been Notorious B.I.G. It would have been one of them two that would have did, that would have, but you know, essentially saved the East Coast in a sense. But man, brothers, we could talk about this all day long. We have had a great conversation, a great way to end our season. But gentlemen, we got to start wrapping things up. And as in true season two fashion, we have been giving a hooded salute to Trayvon Martin. So I'm going to put our hoods on one last time for the season 
uh, to all of those that have lost their life due to social injustice. Um, and I'm going to talk about that in the last one here because, uh, you know, one of the things that Tyrone and Ashton talk about in their podcast, it was called It's Necessary. Uh, they have an episode out there that you all need to go and listen to right now called This Is America. And I'm going to let it speak for itself. I won't even dive into it. But I need you guys to hear that conversation that they have between them uh, because it's a very, very eye-opening um, exchange of ideas and feelings and emotions that they had. So with that in mind, I'm going to pass the mic over to the new person on the blog, DJ Rod G. Sir, who are you shouting out this week, my good sir? Man, you know what? Um, honestly, I want to shout out America, man, um, you know, because I think America needs it right now. Um, we're, we're going through some turmoil, um, through some hard times. And I think a lot of people are confused. Um, our leadership is, is not really leading the way we need to be leading the government. You know, the, the, there's a certain valid, a, 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 a certain level of being valid of the things we believe growing up. So I really, I really want to make sure that this goes out to just America in general, man, because we're all children of this country. You know what I'm saying? Like, People like to say, like, oh, like my mom's from Mexico, you're Mexican, this, this, that. But you know what? I grew up in this country with right. the culture, you know, and so that makes me Americans as much as anybody else. And so I really feel like we have to go back and think about, man, like we're just people, we're human beings, and it's all about love and good nature. And we have to be able to express that, man. And we need to spread that love throughout the, you know, the country right now in a time where things are not looking good for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt, man. And Raji, hit the people one time with all your social media, man. Where can they find you, uh, your social media, whatever you got going on, and your Twitch. Drop all that stuff for the people real quick, bro. Yeah, my, my main uh, IGs, uh, just Rod G, R-O-D-G-E-E. And then my Twitch, man, uh, I'm doing twitch.tv uh, forward slash uh, OG Raji. And I'm on there every day, man, Monday through Friday. And then I do my oldie show where I play nothing but oldies on Friday nights, man. Um, we just sit back, drink, and relax. Word, man. Hey, Raji, salute to you, my brother. And I'll, I'm doing my best, man, to stay tuned in. I'm going to take a nice long break, but I'm gonna, you're going to see me in there, man. You're going to definitely Word see up. me in the rooms. And my love to you and your family, man. Thank you for being on board with us this week, my good sir. Uh, passing the mic over to Mr. We Fit Sports himself, Tyrone Weaver, my dude. Who you giving me a shout-out to this week, homie? America, man. Same thing. Like, it's nothing new. We, we've been through this before. We haven't been through it with our own eyes, but we've seen it from generations to generations. And guess what? We still stand it. You know what I mean? It's just going to take some time. It's going to take some work. We'll get through the fire, but listen, keep your eyes on the prize. Families get stronger, man. If you got a problem with somebody, just cut it. You know what I mean? Check on your people, husbands, make sure you know where your wives and children are at all times, man. God bless America, man. Bird, man. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to your beautiful family. Can't wait to have you over so we can have a little more of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, but man, my shout outs are real short, man. I, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, one, to hip hop, hip hop music, hip hop culture. I love it. That's the reason why I'm on this podcast every single week. Um, it's, it's, it's near and dear. And I want to give a shout out to my boy, Wild Tuna. Uh, who I just recently met not too long ago. He does uh, shows every week on IG, IG Live. He's from the city of Philadelphia. Wild Tuna, you my dude, man. Mad love to you and what you're doing, pushing the culture forward. And my last shout out, just as you guys mentioned, just goes to the heart of America, American people. You know what I mean? Like just uh, people in America in general. Um, and we got to do better. We got a long way to go, but I'm hopeful that we do things um, and get back on the right track and get back to 
uh, being what we used to be. Hopefully, hopefully when we we knock out COVID and we get the right person back in the right seat in that office, things will hopefully start getting unraveled and get back to normal. And one more last shout out goes to the guy we're showcasing today, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, if you ever watched this, sir, we love you. We're so glad that you were able to uh, get healthy again from your aneurysm. Uh, glad to have you back with us, man. Because uh, when I got wind about that, I was like, come on, 2021. Come on, man. I'm not ready for this right now, yo. So uh, thank God for you, Dr. Drake. Thank God for your music. And thank God for your contributions to hip-hop and hip-hop music. It lives on, all right? So y'all be easy, be safe. I'll see you guys back in season three, man. March 9th, all right? Be easy. One double zero. Peace and love, all right? Y'all be safe. All right.